but the key for the system to work, it takes all 11, okay? So what I mean by that is it takes all 11 players on offense, the receivers blocking on the front side, on the back side, working early in the down, that's where the hidden yardage comes, that's where the explosive runs occur, and then obviously up front, offensive line and tight ends, straining and finish every single block, blocking as they run off the ball, on the angle. What's the secret sauce to mastering the outside zone philosophy in a successful offensive system? That's a question I took a deep dive into myself in 2003 and it changed the way I viewed putting together an offensive system. In this segment from the beginning of his presentation at the third annual Lawrence First and Goal Clinic, Ben Steele, the new tight ends coach for the Arizona Cardinals, shares the essential thought process behind the outside zone strategy. I call it a strategy instead of a scheme because those who truly utilize outside zone, like some of the originators who made it popular, for example, the late Alex Gibbs, for them it's not just a play. It's a play that sets up the entire offense and how they think about it. Coach Steele shares his wealth of experience from playing and coaching in the NFL, discussing how the scheme requires all 11 players to work together and forces the defense to cover the entire field. He also touches on the importance of getting off the line of scrimmage quickly and the individual drills that can be done every day to ensure the success in this area. Can the outside zone be a part of your offense and not be the focal point? Sure it can. And the coaching points and insights shared by Coach Steele in this episode will be useful. There's plenty of takeaways from this episode, which we will share in our Winning Edge takeaways and ideas for implementation at the end of this segment. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks a lot for all the people who uh, got up on a Saturday morning and want to uh, talk some ball. And Hopefully you learned something. But my name is Ben Steele, the new tight end coach here for the Arizona Cardinals. As a tight end coach here on the new staff here in Arizona, just got hired the last two years. I've been the assistant offensive line coach, working with the offensive line in Denver and then in Minnesota before that. And coach tight ends for the Falcons tight ends for the Bucks before that, and then bounced around college after I was done playing, played six years in the NFL as tight end for various different teams. So a lot of different schemes, a lot of different offenses. I took a lot from various different coaches and schemes and learning styles and coaching techniques. And, you know, some of it was, I learned what I don't want to do. Some of it, I obviously learned what I did want to do. And my last two years, I was in Houston with Coach Kubiak, which, you know, that's kind of the basis of where everything, the outside zone scheme got started back in Denver, back in the day. Alex Gibbs, obviously, you know, one of the grandfathers of the scheme itself and 
We're going to talk outside zone today and, you know, why I think it's the best scheme and a really good offensive system and just the details of how we teach it and how we build off of the outside zone and everything that we do in our offense. Uh, just as we talk about the outside zone philosophy, okay? So, like I said before, it's got to be the basis of your system and everything that you do. So, and that being said, all of our outside zone runs, the efficient outside zone runs are going to build off of all of our keeper game our boots and our nakeds, our play pass, and then also are going to fit into different other types of run and pass schemes that we have built in our offense. But the key for the, the system to work, it takes all 11. Okay, so what I mean by that is it takes all 11 players on offense, the receivers blocking on the front side, on the back side, working early in the down. That's where the hidden yardage comes. That's where the explosive runs occur. And then obviously up front, offensive line and tight ends, straining to finish every single block, blocking as they run off the ball on the angle. Okay, so outside zone philosophy is also what it does is it makes the defense play the entire field. Okay, so we want those guys running sideline to sideline. The quarterback is going to have to make the effect on the defensive end so we can get the edge. If the defensive ends are chasing backside, then we're going to get into our deeper game. Okay. And they're going to get the edge that way. We got to make the defense play the entire field. What that does is it spreads them out and it makes them second guess. And that's where we get our explosives from. And then it's got to be an attacking mindset. We are not playing on our side of the line of scrimmage. We have to get into the line of scrimmage and across the ball as quickly and fast as possible. Okay. And that goes for the offensive line and tight ends, like I just said. We're playing across the line of scrimmage and we're getting to our aiming point. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But every single thing that we do, we are running off the ball into the line of scrimmage. We're on track to our aiming point on the angle. Uh, and then just committing to your assignment and finishing just like I just talked about. And then different things that you can do to make sure you can create those different angles in the run game. Okay, utilizing motions, getting guys to bump by, by a game plan and by different defensive schemes so we can get those advantageous angles and try to cut the defense uh, one place or another. And then the back's key is, is making sure that they read it one gap at a time. They got to make the offensive line and the blocking scheme right every single time. And we already hit the finish portion of it. Okay, so like I just spoke about earlier, when we talk about running off the ball, everything that we do starts every single day with how fast we can get off the line of scrimmage. And we'll go through some of the individual drills that, that we do on a daily basis. And then just to kind of go back to kind of what I'm doing here, you know, not necessarily what we're going to talk about today is entirely what we're going to do here at Arizona. We're still building that with our scheme. This is just what I've done in the past and what I've kind of been comfortable with. So just wanted to throw that disclaimer in there real fast. But we are running off the ball. We are hauling ass off the line of scrimmage as fast and quick as possible. And we work that every single day. Okay. We talked about angles. How can we exploit the angles? Finding ways to run towards a bounce read. Okay. What's a bounce read? But when we talk about a six technique, right? Head up on the tight end. That's where the back's aiming point when we're running to a tight end surface, he's going to be tracking his outside leg of the tight end. If we run into an open edge, he'd be tracking the outside leg of the tackle, but he has to press that aiming point. When we get that six technique and he presses his landmark on the outside leg of the tight end, and we're able to capture that six and work up 51 in this case. That's where we get the explosives. That's where we get the huge plays on the bounce reads. And it makes those linebackers run sideline to sideline. Because as soon as you get one of those, they're going to be rolling out of there. Then we get into our keeper game or we get into our inside zone where they press it and cut that thing all the way back. And then we'll expose them because you can't be right playing it one way or the other. We're always trying to find ways to build our formation to get that bounce read. You know, a lot of teams, you're going to see defenses nowadays, they're more in five-man spacing on the defensive line. So 
a lot of times they're trying to set that edge and you might not get that bounce read, right? So they're going to be a wide nines or they're even 12 techniques. They're so far out there. That's where the back still has to press his landmark and his aiming point. But if we can get this bounce read look, that's what we're searching for. And then anything that we can do to create confusion with the defense. You know, I talked about building our keeper and our play pass game off of the outside zone. Same thing with all of our motions, our fly sweeps to get those backers to move, to bump, especially when they're in their zone coverage. They're trying to stay gap sound. So they got to maybe you shift the, the tight ends or you create a wide, wide wing, an extra gap for them to try to defend. And then we create our angles and we make them have some consternation on the defensive front on where exactly they need to fit the run with everything that you're doing. And then the system that I talked about building off of that outside zone, right? Off our efficient runs. Okay, we've got our keeper game. And that's where I talked about the quarterback has to affect that defensive end. We're always trying to get explosives on our keepers. Okay, and then our play action passes. Same thing. That's where we get our explosives. Okay, we're trying to launch the ball downfield. You get those linebackers and safeties to step up at all, we're going to throw the ball down the field over their head. It also complements your downhill runs because you get those guys running and even on your gap schemes and your inside zone, you're still sitting that on the angle like you're running outside zone. The defensive line, they're going to feel it like they're going to, okay, I got to come flat down the line. We got to stretch this thing out. And then the back is reading it downhill, a gap out, and we're able to increase the defense. So it's, it complements our keepers, our play actions, and or gap scheme, downhill, inside zone type runs. Okay, so we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but the halfback's aiming point is critical, okay? And we always tell our tailbacks they have to press to their aiming point. So tight end surface, he's going to be thinking outside leg of the tight end, and he has to press that. And then we're a one cut, vertical, downhill, reading at one gap at a time. That is the one key thing that can inhibit your run game if the backs aren't truly pressing that to set the linebackers and to set the defense on their blocks. Because if we don't press it, those backs are going to play, the linebackers are going to play back on the defense, and you're not going to be able to cut the defense for that cutback and those explosive runs. So attacking that edge, okay? Attacking that edge. Have to press the landmark. We talked about reading it one gap at a time. So in the entire outside zone scheme, our blocking surfaces are the outside number aiming point. That's everybody across the board, wide receivers, tight ends, offensive line, fullbacks. We're attacking that outside number. And now the angle and the footwork that you take are based on the leverage of the defender. But everyone on the uh, offensive field, obviously, except the quarterback and the tailback with the ball in his hand, are attacking that outside number. And our receivers have to block for this game to work. When we talk about backside receivers, we want to work early in the down, meaning that's where those touchdown blocks occur, is you can't pull up early and then, oh, the back made a miss. Shoot, I'm too late, right? We say work early in the down. Those guys got to haul ass to get backside cutoff. And then front side, same thing. We call them eight, nine rules, meaning they're going to be that press track fender where there's too high or single high based on formation. We'll put them in position to be successful, but our wide receivers have to block for our run game to work. And like I've always thought that the wide receivers that block are the ones that get open in the pass game, especially in our play pass. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time 
with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com slash demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. And then the quarterbacks having to affect the defense. We want them to sink that ball to the tailback as deep as possible. So we say drive for five, meaning you're going to set the ball five steps in the backfield. And we want that ball deep in the backfield to the back so we can get that to him as quick as possible. And the back can make his reads and press the defense. Okay, But the quarterback has to affect the defense. The other way the quarterback affects the defense is he has to sell the keeper. Our keepers are built off the outside zone. So he has to come out every single time like he has the ball in his hands and we're running a keeper. The other way quarterback needs to affect it is you're going to have some bad looks. So we have a, an abort system where the quarterback is responsible to get us in the right look. The other way a quarterback can help affect the defense is we're trying to attack that bounce read. We might have to abort it to uh, take the run to the other side. If we have a nine on one side and a six on the other, Obviously, we want to try to take it to the six. So quarterback is responsible for that. So he's definitely a huge factor in the success of our uh, system. Okay, So when you look at the scheme of outside zone, so this is just our base 18 or 19. So we're running 18 here to a tight end surface. Okay, Two by two condensed splits. The receiver is in position if that safety were to come down, but we're blocking the front seven up front. The key thing that to know about the scheme and, you know, the different types of outside zones that we run, all of the blocks are the same, okay? So we don't even talk scheme at the beginning, okay? Off-season, we're talking about our double teams, and we are working the hell out of those every single day because the scheme is the scheme, right? We're running to an open edge, okay, or we're running to a tight end surface. A double is a double. A B is a B on the backside. We don't even get into scheme. We get into the technique of blocking our man reaches, blocking our backside cutoff, how to run on the angle, how to cover up linebackers at the second level. But I uh, just wanted to show you, you know, a different look of, you know, how we install our runs. But it's important to note that we don't even get into that at the beginning. We want to make sure that we understand how we're blocking those runs and all of our combinations and, and single man reach blocks. The other part that I think is important is, you know, you have to understand how defenses want to stop the run. And, and you know, it was really good clinic presentation that I watched last night uh, the linebacker coach from Rhode Island had a great presentation and just to seeing how he coaches those linebackers to fit the run how they're trying to keep their leverage and shuffle lateral before they commit to fill in their gaps so if you're an offensive guy and all you're watching is offensive clinic tape clinic presentations dive into the defensive stuff steal their tricks to their trade I'm telling you it's huge and it definitely 
part of the success of the offense is understanding exactly how the defense wants to attack you. So I know for the most part, it's different on defensive schemes, but defenses want to stay multiple. They want you to have to work to try to get confusion and block different fronts, all their different alignments and coverages. They don't want to lose leverage at the second level. They want their linebackers to be in position. They don't want to have to make the safeties fit gaps from depth if they can avoid it. So they're going to try to disguise things and they're going to roll coverages late. We got to make sure that we have a plan for every single thing. And we, and we have to cover all those different fronts, alignments, and, their, and looks that, that on defense. And on game day, there's definitely going to be situations where you're going to have some unscouted looks and that happens. So that's where you apply your rules. Guys got to communicate, make adjustments on the sideline. But it's huge to understand exactly how defense is going to attack you and what they want to do to defend the run. You know, those teams that want to create penetration, they're those jet players that they try to get up field and split double teams, right? So we got to make sure that we're flat off the line of scrimmage. We got to make sure that our lead blocker on our double teams is going to be vertical and get into those guys before they can get across the line of scrimmage. And we got to be fast to use a snap count to our advantage and get off the ball. There's also those two gap players. They're the ones that are going to try to read everything. So they're going to button press and they're going to try to read and they're going to be flat down the line of scrimmage and they're trying to flatten everything out. To me, that's the worst thing for outside zone run team to be successful is when the offensive line is just flat and we don't get in the line of scrimmage and cut the defense. That's where the big plays come in is because that ball has got to come back and we have to cut the defense somehow, some way. If we're flat down the line of scrimmage, we're playing into the hand of the teams that do like to two gap and read everything out and play back uh, behind block. And then what do their second level players do? You know, they want to keep their leverage. They're going to run and try to keep the ball in front. And then they're going to have guys that are either going to spill it or they're going to uh, leverage it from the backside for all the cutback and, and cross sift runs. So we have to make sure we run and we get vertical and we cover those guys up and we block them on the angle that we find them. Uh, definitely key to understanding how they want to play that thing. Are they downhill linebackers or are they lateral run sideline to sideline linebackers? Definitely something, especially going into each week as a game plan adjustment is how do we want to attack those guys? What's our weakness? What's their strength? What's our strength? We make sure we play into that more than the other. And then just anticipating the fallback. When we run outside zone from the gun, our offensive line has to know that we're in the gun because that ball typically is not going to get all the way outside versus outside leg of the tackle aiming point for the back. When we're in the gun and he's offset away from the run, right, that ball is Barely going to get to the B gap to the play side guard. So just know those backers are going to fall back, especially when we have some cross sift or split flow action. Those backers are going to read that and anticipate the cutbacks. We have to be ready for how they're going to play it at that second level. And then defenses that want to set the edge. Those three down, five-man spacing front teams that everyone's playing nowadays, it's really five bigs on the field. They're trying to set that edge. And what do they, they all say? It. They make them run in a phone booth. Okay, They want that thing to cut back inside so the linebackers can make plays, which is why we're always searching that six technique so we can get that bounce read. Well, they're going to be in their nine or their 12 techniques way the hell out there. So we got to still run and stretch those guys so we can get that ball up inside. And the backs still have to make sure that they press it so we can make sure those guys can't set that edge and we're not playing in a phone booth. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, teach all plays as 11-man plays. Whether it's the outside zone or any play you might run, having the philosophy that it's all 11 men who make the play work will get so much more out of the play. Because of the need to be efficient, we sometimes generalize the role of some players in a particular scheme. 
almost divorcing one component from the rest. For example, we might generalize the blocking of receivers so that what they do on any run play is the same. While most of it may be similar, there will be design running lanes and the nuances of how to block those in understanding how to adjust blocking to be able to spring that play from a nice gain to an explosive or even a touchdown makes a tremendous difference. Examine if there is more that your receivers can benefit in knowing and distinguishing about each of your runs then teach those within what you do. This doesn't mean you need to turn a group run into an 11-man period, but instead of a generic blocking period for receivers, maybe now you can provide more context with the play call and with showing and drilling the different fits that will be employed by the defense. The time you spend doesn't change, but the detail you put into it does. Two, the clarity that a starting point play gives you can be beneficial to the players and probably most beneficial to the play caller. In 2004, the outside zone play became our starting point, and all techniques, complementary or constraint plays, formation packages used each week, and even how we studied an opponent became so much more concise and focused. I even wrote a book on establishing a starting point play with the outside zone as an example in 2014. Knowing where you start builds an entire if-this-then-that thought process and direction for what you need to do as a staff in making adjustments and in sequencing plays. I was texting with Chris Furster of the 49ers following his clinic talk at Cool, which should be available soon on CoachTube. His entire talk focused on their use of wide zone, then all of their techniques and how the execution of other plays are meant to look exactly like the wide zone. Because of this philosophy, they do it differently than other teams in their approach and technique. I highly recommend watching this presentation and taking notes when it's available. Three, study the other side of the ball. I first heard of the importance of this early in my 20s starting out as a coach. A local great Ohio High School Hall of Famer Augie Basu would go into clinics and draw his plays up against whatever another coach was talking about in his presentation. He wanted to understand how his plays would work against new ideas that may be coming his way. We get so focused on our own side of the ball that we forget how important it is to keep our plays and systems sound against an ever-evolving world of scheme and strategy. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for our enhanced show notes. Today, those will include some of the slides from Coach Steele's presentation. Also, sign up for our weekly tip sheet, which includes links to all of our episodes, highlight some of the best ideas from the previous week, and important resources. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.